0: Welcome to Mountain Page Musings, broadcasted from Mountain Page Theater in Saluda, North Carolina.
1: I am your host, Sam Woodbury.
0: And I am your co host, Ashley Sandall.
1: We are here to talk about everything in the Southern Blue Ridge.
0: And interview all of the coolest people in our area.
1: So settle in for Mountain Musings.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Mountain Page Musings. We are here today with one of Saluda's biggest celebrities, I think. He is like a world-class artist. You really are. Your paintings are unbelievable. Um, So Jim Carson, and he owns a gallery right downtown, um, basically in the same parking lot right next to the Visitor Center. So if you haven't been in to see his work, you better get down there and see it because it's fabulous.
1: Also known as Saluda
2: Station.
0: Salut a station Yep.
2: thank you that's a little over the top but I like it
0: it is not over the top <laughs> shush um no the last time I saw one of your paintings in person we were auctioning it off for the sister city gala
2: mm-hmm. and um it was just beautiful oh and at beautiful. the orchard inn right yeah at yeah, the orchard yeah, inn. yeah I think Mark bought that
0: did he I think he did yeah. yeah well no one really wanted to buy anything which was hilarious they were trying to give away these like huge vacations and all this Mm -hmm. and people were just quiet and finally I was just a guest there just like typical me jumped up and I was like let's start walking around with these paintings so I'm like up I'm like look at this beautiful magical saluda downtown whatever it may be I mean with all of was hysterical it was a lot of fun and I'm now um joining the sister city board which is cool
2: congratulations
0: I keep getting asked to be on all these boards but Like the food pantry, I mean, I would love Mm -hmm. to help out, but I just have so little time anyways. The sister city, however, is my kids about to enter that school. I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. Italy is my dream country, so we'll see. But anyways, enough about me. Let's talk about Jim.
1: Hi, Jim. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sam. Thank you. Nice to be here. Well, we usually start with a little bit of your personal background, uh, where you were raised, hometown, that kind of thing.
2: OK, well, I, I was uh, born in Macon, Georgia, and went to high school there, uh, at near high school, and uh, then to Emory University in Atlanta. Uh, I finished at Mercer University in uh, Macon, and then went to, I taught school, actually, for a couple of years. Uh, I was tired of school, so, but then I went back to uh, taught political science and history uh, in a high school, and um, then went back to law school. Uh, graduated, where, where did you go to law school? Uh, Marseille University. Okay. Uh, and uh, in Macon, and uh, uh, graduated in uh, '72, I think, and uh, practiced law for 31 years. Wow, I was a managing partner of a firm that became Chambliss Higdon and Carson. I was the Carson. I was I was a managing managing partner and did primarily business work, a lot of real estate transactions, uh, and I represented a, a bank uh, there and uh, a number of savings loans, uh, and loans uh, and uh, a lot of doctors who did development and. So oh. I, re- I represented developers and people who tried to stop development and uh, as you might uh, realize my representing of developers was much more successful. <laughs> There's yeah. some huge developments in making that I, that I tried to actually stop well, but, but wow. failed well, oh, no. it's hard to stop the progress engine you know but uh, well yeah. I was going to
1: say that what did your uh, development people say when you would take the other side? Uh,
2: well, uh, they didn't like it, but uh, I, I was just telling the story today uh, to my son. For some reason, we were talking about this, and I had I had uh, I, I can't go in too much detail, but I, I was called uh, I was uh, I was called by uh, two or three uh, physicians who were going to be near a huge development, and they hired me to, to try to stop it. And uh, I got a call from uh, one of my clients that said the the the, um, the president or head of the uh, of the development company wanted him to call me and ask me if I would turn down the case. And uh, I said I no, don't do that. So <laughs> and so I fought the battle and lost. <laughs> <laughs> Major league.
0: <laughs> oh no! Uh,
2: we had an expert from Georgia Tech call and say that was the traffic was going to do this, that, and the other. And 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 ten years later, he was right about everything. They had. He said. He said in the hearing. He said they're going to have to uh, widen the uh, the inter- bridge over the interstate highway. and Everybody laughed. Ten years later, they widened the bridge over the interstate. Yeah, and it's about an eight-lane road now. I mean, oh jeez! But you know, they wanted develop. It was at a real estate. It was at an interstate exchange, so that's you know, the the development people wanted. That's that's where they go. You know, so it's too bad you happen to live out here (laughs) to the people that did. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, but then I uh, began to. uh, Well, I I had been uh, interested in. Drawing, I was always the guy in elementary school that was, you know, drawing and stuff. And I drew a couple of things from my high school annual, but uh, after that, I really didn't do much with it. And then my wife, uh, about 35 years ago, uh, decided that I needed to get over more in my uh, right brain because uh, I was in a left-brain brain job with, as a lawyer.
0: So she decided that and, for you? Yeah,
2: and, uh, <laughs> you know, she w- she was correct. <sighs> I went to the first class. It was eight Wednesday nights, I think, at a local college, at Wesleyan College. Mm-hmm. And I, I went very reluctantly because I just had more to do than I could do. I, you know, I was on a lot of boards. Children. Uh, three kids at a, all, all at home, uh, and... Uh, managing partner of my firm, Big Law Practice, and I thought, oh, there's nothing less I want to do than go eight Wednesday nights out somewhere. I want to sit in the backyard and drink a beer. <laughs> so, but I went and it changed our lives, it's essentially the long story to end. We moved up here permanently in 2003, I retired from and in uh, law. And how did you know about Saluda? Well, when our our daughter, uh, our young, we had two boys and a girl, and our daughter, who is now 36, uh, 37 maybe, uh, she was in preschool, and um, there was a flyer on the uh, bulletin board there, and my wife picked, went to pick her up and saw it, advertising a house here on Smith Hill for rent, and we, I don't know why, we'd never heard of Saluda, but we. It looked appealing to her. We rented it for the week of spring holidays. That was literally about 35 years ago. And um, just loved it, you know. It, we just loved the little town. I mean, it was really, it was the same footprint, I think, but not nearly as many people, of course. And some of the businesses were grass growing up through the Salute of grade. I still call it Salute Grade buildings, now got another restaurant. But the Purple Onion was not there. Uh, and our kids, we let them ride their bicycles down to uh, downtown, which we wouldn't let them do. You know, they, but there they was well, hardly anybody here. The bakery was at the end of the block, you know, down where the- Yeah, that's where Betsy the, and Debbie were. Yeah, right. And it just was a great little town, very authentic, genuine. Town, which I still think it is, kind of a Mayberry. And uh, is your wife
1: from Macon also?
2: No, she well, she lived there. Her father was with NCR, National Cash Register, so he he was he uh, actually was transferred around different places. She was born in Burlington, North Carolina. And I was then, just curious if she had
1: had small town life.
2: Uh, maybe uh, that up back to but you yeah. know Burlington was yeah you know, was probably thirty forty thousand. Yeah, people. it was not big, but uh, and Macon was bigger than that. Macon was hundred. 30,000 people, I think. So, but she was she lived in Macon. A, 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 her father was there for I don't know four five six years, and then was transferred down to Tallahassee, where they which is where they were when we got married. And um, but I, I met her while she was here, and
1: I was just curious if you, if the, the just the small town life appealed to you, and you thought.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I had said uh, my fantasy. Was to uh, retire to a town that only had one stoplight, and right now Saluda doesn't have any, so uh, mm-hmm. I hope, you know. So I'm already one one ahead of the game. <laughs> uh, but I didn't really, I you know, I didn't really retire. It turns out I just changed jobs because I. But hey, you're still it, working,
0: right? oh I mean, uh, yeah,
2: I'm there every day. Well, as we know,
1: uh, most of the longevity of people is usually
2: extended when they stay busy or they have a passion, have an interest, have a hobby. Yeah. Well, when I left the law practice, uh, my kids were all out of school, which helped the idea of retiring. Uh, and I said, I'm not sure what your inheritance was going to be, but it ain't going to be as much. <laughs> but they were very supportive of. The, of the track that we took and we, uh, here we are uh,
1: and uh, would you like to delve into the style of painting that you do and explain it to our listeners
2: uh, well I call myself a contemporary impressionist which I that's not my original term there's several other and artists would I, that
1: be something like a Monet or someone like yeah, that uh,
2: and the impressionists were in the uh, 1800s and uh, uh, Monet, Suzanne, uh Van Gogh, uh, and uh, that what they started doing was p- painting from life. They would actually go out and paint uh, from life, and and because the sun moves quicker, and you know you really have to kind of paint more. You can't get to the detail because you've only got a couple of hours before the sun is nothing like it was. The shadows are changing, and you start chasing those shadows all around, you get mud. So, that style of, of impressionist, literally your impression of the scene rather than the total accuracy of it, uh, was where that kind of got going. And then um, in our 80s, uh, a guy named Kevin McPherson, who is sort of the granddaddy of the contemporary plein air uh, or impressionist movement. Uh, he was a guy from, uh, um, well, down in Taos, New Mexico. But anyway, he started painting outside and got real. He brought the, uh, what I still call, we call representational painting, which is, you know, we'd gotten off into the the art scene, had gotten off into the real, you know, Campbell soup uh, stuff and the Merrill Monroe stylized things. And, and so. This was, he led, he led an effort to get uh, the art scene back to painting things that actually looked like what they were. Oh, yeah, know, and, and
1: previous to the, yeah. the Maremont thing, you had the Picasso and, and a lot of the, the, right. the Jackson Pollock and people like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, and, and I, you know, I appreciate that a lot, but that's not you know, what I liked and the kind of paintings that I bought when I did. Uh, so anyway he started that and then the woman that I took started taking from that my wife gave me the course that I was describing earlier um, she painted very loosely and uh, and and those nights I went the first two nights I went to that class out at Wesleyan and I was real bored with it and I not bored but just frustrated that I was spending my time I could have been home resting from you know whatever or so I'm seeing the kids, and uh, and she did a demonstration on I think the third or fourth Wednesday night, and she actually painted a painting for about an hour or more, and I had never seen anybody start from scratch, and paint a painting, and it, and it was in the it was in a style that I, I
3: mean it was in a in the in
2: an energy level that I had you know had I I never did want to hold the brush like a pencil. I mean, Hold it with a fist and go at it, you know, and just uh
0: Is that what you do? Yeah.
2: Now? Well, I mean you similar yeah. similar to the guy that was on PBS all those years? Well yeah, his, I don't like, What's his name? The happy little tree guy, whatever. I actually have a coffee I love cup. That guy Bob uh, Ross. Bob Ross. Yeah, Bob Ross. <laughs> yeah I have a, a coffee cup of his that when you put the hot coffee in it. There's a painting appears next to him? It's really cool. I paid a lot of money for it, but I think it's cool. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, we artists don't like to be compared to him too much. Well, no, I just was (laughs) always fascinated that he could do this. Like you said,
1: start with something, start with nothing, and then uh, and just actually just put this thing together real quickly.
2: Well, it's the energy and uh, that that you know she used in the paintings that uh, I, I liked and begin to try to copy worse stuff. We all want to copy was teaching us. Uh, her name was Marianne Dunn. She, not, she died not long ago at, at a ripe old age of like 97 or 80. I went back to Macon to her funeral. Wow. She was such a, a force in my life. Because after we finished, uh, after the group finished the, the uh, year, we talked into doing another year and then, and then we began to start meeting at each other's house uh, once a month and uh, critique our work, which was very valuable because she would analyze. She, she, she had one of those red things that, you know where the spot shows on the a laser. So she could sit back and la- yeah, and critique our paintings. She would and just would, sit in
0: her chair and like yeah. point to a spot and be like, that's yeah. not eventually, good.
2: <laughs> eventually she got us to start critiquing. So it really taught us all a lot about the uh, how to how to analyze uh, a, a a painting for you know what's what's good about this painting what's yeah. bad about this painting what's, and she would always say every good painting could be made better so she really was some people would take her courses and didn't like it because she was very honest you know if she if she didn't like a painting she would tell you, you know, or you know so, on. so uh uh so uh well that's how that's how people get better yeah, I know a lot of people just want to be told not a lot of people, but I know some people that took her class were used to the teacher telling them everything they did was great, which is fine, but you're not going to improve you know if you don't yeah. know what you're doing wrong and she she could be uh the the most of the people a lot of people in the class said she was harder on me <laughs> than the other people, and I said well, that's because I had further to go. I mean, I didn't know anything about what I was doing, you know. There's well, a lot to painting that I had no idea. I thought you just painted. I did a lot of sports when I was younger, and I realized that to get better at baseball, you had to take hours and hours of infield and batting practice and hit thousands of golf balls and stuff. But for some reason I thought if you were an artist, you either knew how to do it or you didn't. And that is the opposite. You've got to work and practice and learn and fail and do better and come back again and all that. It's just like a sport. Or, as uh, Rodney Crowell said, he would go
1: to, in Houston there would be, or Austin there would be Towns Van Zant and there'd be uh, Guy Clark and there'd be uh, some of these other really good songwriters and you would come with a song and the songwriters the round and they, he said, that they could be really vicious, like, I'd never seen that again you know and Uh what it did though was it improved your craft it right and it was and especially by your
2: peers yeah well she was always I mean she was nice but but she got to the heart of the problem of you know this painting doesn't have enough of this or it's too hot or it's too cold or it's too you know all the different check marks that analytically now I, I know and it doesn't always make a Painting work because sometimes a painting is like a uh, it's just a set of problems <laughs> and uh, it, it, and some are very easy to fix and the painting comes out good and you think oh just doesn't do this but the next painting may have problems that are so difficult you never you never can solve. It. I did a lot of mediations at the end of my law practice and in some ways I it, it, it's analogous. To that because you got to work out the problems between the parties or or you're not going to really get to a true mediation until you solve the problems of a painting it's not going to be successful So the more you know analytically now you can overthink it too you know there's always that but the more you know analytically about a painting the easier it, it could be to figure out what it is that's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But the real frustrating thing is when you check all those things off and it still, <laughs> it still doesn't work, then you get to scrape out and scrape it off, start, start
0: it all over again,
2: or do another one. Yeah,
0: my paintings look like four-year-old artwork. So, well, <laughs> like this behind us, I'm, I walked in and saw this, and I was like,
2: "Yeah, wow." Well, my teacher, the first <laughs> teacher I had, used to say, uh, "You can't learn how." This is bottled you mind. It, you can't learn how to finish a painting until you learn how to start one. Mm. And you can't learn how to start one until you've done at least a hundred. So I tell that to people that I used to do a lot of workshops. I don't anymore. Uh, But, you you know, they take a three-day workshop and think that they were ready to paint. And I say, if you took three days of piano lessons, you think you'd be ready to play at Carnegie Hall? Well, no. Well, it's the same thing. Wow. (laughs) You know, you just, it it, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. So, uh, anyway.
0: I kind of just chalked it up to my artistic side being the musical side of things. Not like physical art, but like yeah. I'm big into music. And,
2: well, right brain can go, you know, all over. I mean, creativity yeah. is creativity, you know. So, And I think it turns out that that I probably am a right brain person in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was in a left brain profession for 30 years, <laughs> which was probably good. It helped balance out a little bit, because I knew I knew a little bit more about starting a career in, biz, in in the art. The business of the art, the business of art, is still a business, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of very talented artists that don't kind of know that. And I had that piece sort of before I figured it out how to paint. You know, I mean, that's it, helpful to, yeah. to have that. Uh, so I'm grateful for the law practice and the business. You know, I would help business people get started and thought, well, i got to help myself here, don't know How do you do this? I've never been an artist, professional artist. I'd been in galleries. I was in galleries before we moved up here, but I'd never had my own place, a own gallery, and, you know, Pay all you know the bills and orders. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, that's
1: what it's funny that you said something about the business side of. Uh, my sister used to live in the River Arts District of uh, mm-hmm. in Asheville, and uh, her then husband was a photographer, and they went to some of their meetings. And she said, and she being a CPA, she offered some of her services to help with the business plans and, and things mm-hmm. of that sort. And she said it was a lot of times contentious between artists when they were trying to figure out what kind of marketing they wanted to do, what kind of all this stuff. Because she and she came away with it after about three times of not getting many much results by saying these people are very creative
2: and smart. She says, but they really don't know business. Yeah, I have a. I have a um, well, I was uh, on the SBA, Small Business Association, when I first got up here. And uh, we were talking about the. Actually, the art festival was started about 18 years ago, and I came up here about 20 years ago. So I was involved when Kathy Jackson and and, uh, Susan uh, Casey really got sort of spearheaded that. But at one point in time, during the course of that, somebody said, Well, we need somebody new to take over the. To, to run you know to get it to spearhead the event the the, the, the uh the festival and they were saying they were saying and I was an artist of course, and they said, well you know what artist can we get to to uh, run that thing and I said, you got to be kidding you don't want an artist to run the art festival you need a business person to run the art festival <laughs> and they looked at me like, well, what are you talking about but you know I mean that's a generalization, and I yeah. don't mean to put down artists in general because there's something sure. very good at that. But in general, you really would want somebody to think more organized than. More, that's than exactly than what the, I was going
0: say. The, more the, than, organized than the, than
2: the sort of stereotypical artist who you know flaps around all over. But there's some really great artists that I have had fortunate to meet. I'm in Papsy, which is plein air painters of the southeast, uh, and. Uh, and and they uh they they have a really good group of about forty five southern artists that are incredibly talented. Uh, when you go out and watch these guys paint and women and men paint, you think, Oh my Lord. You know, it's just amazing the talent that's that's out there in the kind of work that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I had I was really impressed with so many of the people at this last art art festival. Did you walk around and check all the artists out? Yes. Especially the people doing the um, the cups and things. What do you call that? Pottery yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, now, there yeah. were a couple. I mean, unreal. I don't know how.
1: Well, Oof. if you really want to see some really uh, wonderful stuff, go up to uh, Penland School of Crafts.
0: Where's that?
1: Uh, that's in uh, near Spruce Pine, between Spruce Pine and Burnsville. Okay. Uh, it's uh, and There's a big art colony in the South Toe area. But... Uh, I used to have a courier business and would deliver to that area and it's uh it's an amazing place that wow. uh, all kinds of, of of regional artists that come from all over. Wow Yeah,
0: I'll have to take a little road trip out there someday. Well should we um pause for our weekly yak attack? Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Okay well, let's do it. We'll be back
4: in a minute with Jim. Here I am standing at your window again, waiting for you to say, "Go away, or oh, come in." I'm your locked doors with knocker. I'm your curtains' best friend. I'm trying not to love you, you don't
0: okay we are here with one of the cutest yak members i think we have she made the best little ballerina in the munchkin uh, in munchkin world and um so this is sadie sadie hi hi um which plays have you done with us sadie
3: um i've done scrooge annie sound of music and i just finished wizard of oz
0: and which was your favorite
3: sound of music definitely
0: really yes um what did you like about it
3: i got a big
0: role i liked that you like doing the big parts yes what um what's your favorite part of being on stage like how does it make you feel what do
3: you like Mm, about it nervous
0: but excited it's like adrenaline good adrenaline yeah yeah it's so fun so we're also working on our only world do you like that?
3: Yes, I love it.
0: You wanna give us a little like snippet of that solo part that you do?
3: Um the beginning? Yeah. Okay. I've run out of stories to tell about the world I love so well. From the mountains to the rivers and seas, where fish cry tears and Yay! She
0: has such a pretty voice. Okay, so guess so you know what's coming up next. What do we have coming up next? Um Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Poppins. Mary Poppins. And Mary Poppins is gonna be a big one. We'll have some some really cool solos for you in that. And there'll be a ton of dancing involved. A lot. Uh huh. And the cool part about this one is we're kind of getting the kids going um like with seniority. So, we're not holding like an official huge audition for everybody like what we've done in the past. We're just reaching out to the ones that we know are amazing and talented and dedicated, and you are definitely one of those kids. Yay! Yay! Um, so tell me, one more fun thing. What's the funniest thing you've ever had happen on stage to you? Or the most exciting, or just one cool memory?
3: Um. Probably uh, a funny thing that happened, well, it didn't happen to me, but it definitely uh, stuck a picture in my mind because McKinley told me about it, and when she said it, it was super funny. I wasn't there on stage when it happened, um, but Simon, whenever he was playing Friedrich, um... Alan, keep going. Simon, Friedrich, Simon, no, uh, Simon, Friedrich, Simon.
0: He <laughs> couldn't get their names straight.
3: Nope. <laughs> that was funny.
0: Yeah, I the sound of music was fun.
3: I wasn't there for it, but it was still really funny.
0: <laughs> well, we are looking forward to making tons of fun and funny memories with Mary Poppins. Definitely. And you guys, our audience here, keep an eye out for Miss Sadie here. She is destined for great things with all this talent. All right, everyone. Thanks, Sadie. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: So, Jim, how do uh, people get in touch with you about uh, maybe doing some commission painting, or do they have a place online to look at painting, or give me the scoop on what? Yeah, one?
2: well, as you said earlier, I'm uh, on Main Street and Saluda with my uh, my studio, I call it Jim Carson Studio Gallery, uh, and, uh, and that's at 20-2 Main Street, but I don't think anybody knows what the numbers are, it's just next, it's between the city hall and the, and the depot, next in the same building with the Vista Center. But I also have a website, uh, jimcarson.net, which gives uh, uh, my paintings, and I update that periodically. And I have a uh, Instagram and uh, and Facebook uh, presence. Uh, Mainly reason I got on Facebook um, was uh, because I painted in a number of uh, plein air festivals when I first got started, just to kind of get my name out there, and uh, met other some other really some of these artists that I was talking about earlier. Uh, I painted in Eastern Maryland and one in Door County, Wisconsin, and Richmond, Virginia, and Cassius, North Carolina, and, um, and so uh, that uh, helped me get uh, to know uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of artists. And I, I used to do a, a good many workshops, but uh, I, I don't do hardly any of those anymore. Uh, mainly because I have my gallery but I'm also in a gallery in uh, Cashers, North Carolina called the Ann Lee Gallery I'm in uh, Charleston, South Carolina at the Hagen Gallery and I'm in Blowing Rock, North Carolina at uh, the uh, Crown Gallery so there's four different places that I have my work but I do most of what I do because I'm the only person in my gallery so if you I don't have any other uh, artists so if you you come in there, you either get one of my paintings or you, you, you don't. don't buy one. <laughs> so that's kind of nice. I can hang them, you know, where I want to, what I want to, change them out and all that. But uh, yeah, my website it ke- keeps up, and I have a newsletter that I send out not very regularly. Actually, I call it the tip of the month, but not every month and sometimes twice a month. So it doesn't have any sort of regularity <laughs> to it, but people sign like up for that. And uh, I usually send out any announcement. I used to announce uh, workshops, but I'm not really doing many of those. I'll do a mentoring course just for three or four people every now and then. But more more people than that, it's just gotten. uh, I'm gotten too old. It's just tiring, you know, to get because I would get. I was a very active teacher, and I got into the people's painting and concentrated and yeah. on them and you go from one to the other to the other and you you know after the, the day first time I gave one about 20 I guess when I first came up here I gave a workshop and I went home that night and I told my wife I said I felt like I just took the bar exam <laughs> <laughs> it was just real very intense, intense you know in terms of concentration uh, but I have a presence downtown, and like today, I'm, I am have a, somebody down there working at my gallery because nice. I'm not there. Um,
0: now, do you ever do anything like what Woodbury was doing with um, the little, like, wine and cheese, and I, an artist we, would talk? and we, I loved that.
2: Yeah, I, that. I, I'm, one of the things that people like, I think, about my studio is, is that I am painting. I do paint there, and so I'm there almost every day because mm-hmm. even if I'm not officially open, I'm there painting, and if I'm there, unless I really want to just concentrate on something, I'll have the open sign. So uh, um, I'm there a lot. Uh, and, and people can I, just
0: come in and sit and watch you paint? Or stand n- well, and watch Well, I don't paint.
2: want them to no, hang around. But they no. can kind of watch me do it, but uh, I don't want them to, you gotta pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I've had, a, I've had a third anniversary party in my new space Uh, on a Friday night first Friday night in June we had wine and uh some stuff uh, there and uh said I'll probably have an uh, see I opened in cope during COVID so we didn't we couldn't have an open house because Mm -hmm. people weren't gonna come so that I gave I had a party for my first anniversary my second and then my third so but yeah that's the only thing that I uh, I do I haven't I mean, you could. I haven't really had a show because I'm in there all the time, and yeah. I'm putting you work up all the time. I do. I have done a lot of commissions. You ask about that, and um, uh, I usually I used to not like to do commissions, but uh, I, I actually have enjoyed a number that I have done recently because I'm doing usually painting something that I want to paint anyway, mm-hmm. so that becomes very very fun. Uh, let me guess uh, why a commission may be a problem. Your vision and their vision may not dovetail. Yeah, <laughs> I, the first one I ever did, uh, I was in a, I won't even say where, but I was in a gallery. It was up in, in near here, but not in Saluda. And uh, I was asked to do a commission, and it was a crazy uh, um, request. If I go too much into it, I'll give it all away, but it was like, do, you know, that I'm just going to make up the, the microphone and with the Coke bottle, and you know, put the starry, story night sky in it. And, and I thought, this is crazy. Well, Isn't I did nude? it. Do you do I, nudes? I did it just because I was a challenge. And then, and the lady didn't want it. So the, the, the gallery that asked me to do it, I think the fellow felt so sorry for me, he bought it. Oh, that's hilarious. And you know, I thought, okay, from now on, I'm getting half before I start. Yeah. So that's my that's my deal now. But uh, and I've done I did a I did a commission for somebody's house that was in town uh, from um, uh, they lived in New York City and they had a house in the Hamptons and I did I did uh, uh, their house for them a fairly large painting and I tried to talk her into flying me up there to do do it but she she didn't think that was very appropriate but anyways <laughs> but I did so I've done everything from that to you know. People's uh, creeks or but oh, I mean, or, uh, lakes or.
0: You just do still things, you know, nature uh, and
2: houses. Yeah, and or there, I've done downtown uh, buildings for yeah. people. But don't you want, don't do like
0: people's pets and.
2: No, uh, that type of thing. I prefer not to. I have done my own dog, uh, but I'd rather not. I don't want to be the guy who paints your dog. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and I don't do portraits. Is one of the things I don't do. I paint the light. However, and, uh, and the light and shadow patterns are the things that I look at in a, in a scene. And if they, so I rarely paint on a cloudy day because I want to see the cast shadows. And the design that the shadows and the light have on a, as it flows over any scene are, is what I like to paint. So consequently, I'm not held to one subject. I mean, you know, I can paint a still life and paint the light, or I can paint a city... Scape or a seascape or a landscape or uh, uh, and I can do people, but I and I put people in paintings, but they're you know I don't want them to look. You wouldn't know it was you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just gestural drawings mm-hmm. of a because that's, cause that's so. the way I paint in general. Yeah. I have done a couple of portraits for people, but it's too much work, so I don't. Uh, and I've done my granddaughter and yeah. my dog and. You know, but um,
0: well, you've beautiful work. Precious, beautiful. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah, the show it's today. It's been fun. Thank
2: you. Thanks, um, Jim. Thank you, Sam.
0: And um, I expect an invitation to this fourth anniversary well, party it'll be next, next year. June.
2: But get ready. <laughs> well, get ready for it. <laughs> we have wine and wine and uh, beer and uh, a little food. Nice. Most people come for the wine. I found, but oh uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Wine and cheese and art.
2: And wow. your wonderful company. Oh, well, you know. Absolutely. Thank you for having me out here.
0: So, yeah, so folks, go head down and um, visit Jim at uh, his studio downtown in Saluda. And thanks for joining us today. Um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye,
4: everybody. Here I am standing at your window again Waiting for you to say go away Doors were snuck. I'm your curtain's best friend. I'm trying not to love you. You don't make it easy, babe. I'm trying not to love you. I'm looking for an easy way. Friends ask about me. You say I can be found with a cheap romance novel with the spine spattered down. Oh, the heart has no bones. You say so. Of loving is the pounding that it takes. I'm trying hard to love you, don't make it easy, babe. I'm trying hard to love you, looking for an easy way. The ropes that bound me leave no marks by their knots. Though they're your that don't mean I'm not caught. I know the sound of the handcuffs as they squeeze. A new thing you got, I got no clue what it's for. I'm trying not to love you, you don't make it easy, babe. I'm trying not to love you, looking for an easy way. Fortune's rock millstones. You hang Not so easily done